Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Now, I'm not 100% sure, but I thought that this week was WrestleMania week. But after watching the latest episode of Monday Night Raw, they didn't seem to have a clue... So maybe, maybe I've made an error. I'm just, I'm going to go check my calendar. No, there's my calendar. I write it on my hand and it says this weekend, WrestleMania is coming and WWE has 76,422 shows. The finger of power better get ready. Now, look, the bill for WrestleMania itself has not been very fabu, but I do think the card itself has some very good matches on it. But before we do get there, we do have to go through Raw and give the good bits an up and the bad bits are down. And maybe I'll introduce a new gimmick here, which is just me scratching my head. Because once again, I was just so damn confused. Either way, let's up those doubts. Oh yes, given that this was the last Raw before WrestleMania, of course we started with Bobby Lashley, the WWE Champion, and his challenger, Drew McIntyre. And it's a real shame we didn't have longer with this build, because we are slowly tying into the fact that Drew McIntyre got to WWE and then had to leave to come back to WWE Champion, and that Bobby Lashley came to WWE but had to leave before returning and then becoming WWE Champion. I mean, Drew McIntyre was all about this, but his twist was, the difference between you and I, Bobby, is that you were basically in your homelands, so you can go and see your family. I came all the way from Scotland, and even when my mother was going through chemotherapy, I stayed here to live my dream. And I was like, man, Drew, I want you to win everything. So McIntyre knows that all his sacrifices will pay off when he becomes WWE Champion once again. And of course, as always, it's the start of Monday Night Raw. Out came MVP and Bobby Lashley. They said that Drew was an idiot, and that last week when they did get him in the hurt lock, they saw fear in his eyes. I was like, I don't think that was fear in his eyes, you absolute goofballs. I think that was his eyes coming out of his head because you were putting so much pressure on the back of his head. You were just waiting for Baron Corbin to pop up because, of course, our main event on this episode of Raw had already been announced as Drew McIntyre versus Baron. And he arrived and he was like, oh, Drew, I will be you later. And then I will be in the main event of WrestleMania 37. Now, on the one hand, that was kind of intriguing because, you know, a few days before the show of shows, maybe WWE will pull a fast one. But on the other, more realistic hand, you're like, WWE is never going to do that. Not this close to WrestleMania. It would be absolutely ridiculous. So you kind of sat there and watched for three hours, knowing what the result was going to be. Still, while this was very uneventful, I suppose it did set out what it had to do, which was established that when it comes to Bobby versus Drew, they're kind of fighting from the same position. I don't know. 
I was a little bit surprised, but up. Then had a bunch of weed jokes after that. The New Day and Riddle were talking and they just found many different ways to say, ha ha ha, how are we going to get high? So that's where we've arrived, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just move on. Given that Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods were engaged in that conversation too, we were then leading to a match between Xavier Woods and AJ Styles. Now, I have been one of the few that's actually enjoyed this feud, even when they were playing Pictionary. I'm just a moron. But then WWE just had to go WWE down. Because within seconds, Styles seems to have had this one when he had applied the calf crash to Xavier Woods. And in a panic, Kofi Kingston got on the microphone, said that Olmos was a moron, chucked the microphone at him, then got in the ring, and AJ Styles was so distracted by this, he released the submission hold, allowing Xavier Woods to use the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, and get the one, two, three. It was less than two minutes this, yes, that's right, less than two minutes, oh, look, I got a phone call, what's that? Oh, that's right, go home, Raw for WrestleMania. So yes, bring down the distraction counter, that goes up to 44, and if you are brand new to ups and downs, there have been 44 finishes over all WWE shows since the start of 2021. Also, given what did happen here, I'm now convinced that AJ Styles and Omos are going to win the Tag Team Championships because the commentary kept going, oh, AJ Styles lost three in a row, AJ Styles lost three in a row. And usually when they do that, it's giving you a window into tomorrow. But actually, I'm all right with this really like that tag team. And then, my friends, it finally happened. Now, maybe you're not as dumb as I am and you had cottoned on to this beforehand, but the only reason we are doing Shane McMahon versus Strowman is because it's Braun versus Brains. That's where the idea came from. That's the tagline we're going with. And I thought about taking my head and just smashing it into a wall when I figured this out. Down. Now, Strowman was out first, and all of a sudden, he has started to talk by going, I was bullied all my life, and now, Shane McMahon, I am going to use a symbol for all bullies, and I am going to stand up for every single person that has been bullied since day one. Now, look, Braun, that's an awesome cause, but A, where the hell did it come from? And B, a few years ago, you were flipping over ambulances with people in it. That doesn't sound like a very nice thing to do. Either way, too, his solution to all of this is to kill Shane McMahon. That's what he said. He said, when all is said and done this Sunday or Saturday, whatever the hell they're fighting, you, Shane O'Mac, will be in a body bag. So what a heroic figure this guy is. All this happened within Steel Cage, because of course the match is going to be in a Steel Cage at WrestleMania. And eventually Shane was out here and he was like, you know what, Braun, you are stupid, but you're not stupid when it comes to the stipulation, because I actually think a cage match is a great idea, especially because I'm a McMahon and I'm going to win. I mean, this really does have to be one of the weakest feuds that we have had in ages. It's just one guy going, hey, I think you're stupid. And the other guy going, well, I don't think that's very nice. That's it. That is the depth we have here. This then segued into Strowman taking on Elias and first commander Jackson Riker. Because, of course, we've only had that for two weeks. Why wouldn't you stretch out to three? And obviously, Brawl won after he'd hit both of them with the running power slam. I really don't think this has helped anybody involved in this feud. And I don't know of anyone that's actually excited for the match. Because, again, it's... Brawn versus Brains. And look, if this is aimed at children, that is 100% fine. But WWE, you really needed to make that clearer. Miz and Morrison then painted Bad Bunny's $3 million Bugatti with some paint. Now, I get that I was meant to be very upset about this. 
But when somebody drives a $3 million Bugatti, my brain just says to me, well, if they got that much money, they could probably just go out and buy another one. Also, I only knew it was his car for around about 68 seconds, so it's not like I could get invested in it. And afterwards, Miz and Morrison beat up Bad Bunny before Damien Priest made the save. And for some reason, we had to break this up into two segments, so we'll talk about the rest later. Had a quick interview with Rhea Ripley after this as well, and even though she plans to beat Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax this evening, she's also going to keep Oscar at arm's length because she doesn't trust the Empress of Tomorrow. But she really should. She's going to be an Empress. However, all of this, as we do know, is one of the most confused builds out of a lot of confused builds. And much like we'd had on SmackDown for the last few weeks, all of a sudden it was the tag team champions taking on the Raw Women's Champion and the number one contender for said belt. Which meant that somebody had to lose here, even though days before WrestleMania, you don't want any of them to lose. Down. Now look, Ripley was absolutely great throughout all this and her character is so damn good, especially when she kind of tagged Oscar in by tapping her on the head. But around about, I don't know, I'd say 10 minutes in, she went, ha ha, Oscar, I don't really like you. She pushed her off the top rope. She threw her into the barricade. She then chucked her back in the ring. Shane was like, all right, cheers, love, and gave her the one, two, three, and that was that. So sure, we have generated some animosity here. We know that Oscar is the good guy and that Rhea Ripley is the bad guy. But yeah, why did she wait so long? And also, it still meant that these two lost heading in to their big match. Imagine we did that with Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day. Straight away you go, yeah, but neither of these people are Stone Cold Steve Austin. I know that. I have eyes in my head. But wouldn't it make sense to treat everybody like one of the biggest stars that has ever walked this planet? I would say yes. At least we're still getting some cool stuff from the Hurt business, even though they've broken up. Because Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander found MVP in the back here, and they grabbed him by his collar, and they slammed him against the wall. And they're like, listen, pal, we think you're a fraud, and you're going to get yours. MVP kind of brushed this off before having an interview with Sarah Scheiber, where he was like, man, those two don't know what they're talking about. They never even had a steak dinner before they ate me or something. And then Bobby Lashley arrived, and he was very, very upset. But don't worry, because he was about to get his revenge. Naturally, he said that he was going to break Cedric in half because they were about to have a match. And I was like, yeah, WWE would probably do this like Bane and Batman, just slam him over his knee. The mess that is now known as the women's tag team division then carried on too. Because Sarah Schreiber now had a microphone in Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler's face. And she was like, oh, what are you going to do at WrestleMania? How do you think you're going to survive? Because of course, there's going to be a bunch of teams fighting on Saturday. And the winner of that will face the tag team champions on Sunday. And then all of these said teams just turned up and they started to argue and it was just like, oh my gosh, what on earth are we watching? I mean, it was just so lame and it's not their fault. They're just doing what they're told to do, but it felt absolutely effortless. And for some reason, just because they had a conversation on SmackDown, Billy Kay and Carmella have been inserted into this. And look, I'm all right with that because I think Billy Kay is brilliant. But once again, it is just so, so shallow and I don't understand how anybody could care. So all of that makes me sad, as does the death of the Hurt Business. But I will say this. I enjoyed Bobby Lashley versus Selwyn Benjamin from last week. And for one reason or another, I enjoyed Cedric Alexander versus Bobby Lashley this week. Even though it was mostly there to serve the almighty one. Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander attacked Bobby Lashley before the match. So you had this tiny part of your stomach that was like, oh man, maybe they're going to do something. Maybe it won't go the way that I assume it would. 
and then it did go the way you assumed it would. Bobby Lashley destroyed Cedric Alexander for around about eight minutes. I mean, if he had just gone and gobbled him up, I'd have gone, yeah, that makes perfect sense. He's dead. It all finished when he made Alexander pass out to the Hurt Lock. And then because Shelton got in there too, he suffered the same fate. And what it has done is it has turned Bobby Lashley, like I say, into this absolute monster, which you should be doing days away from WrestleMania. But that does not mean that breaking up the Hurt business isn't one of the stupidest things that WWE has done for like the last few days. Because they're always doing stupid things. We then had a really long video promo focusing on The Fiend versus Randy Orton, which of course is going down at WrestleMania. And then that is all we had on the Go Home episode of Raw for the show of shows. I mean, this program has been going on for months. And also, they're either going to do a very standard one-on-one match, which will be kind of surprising, given they've tried to set each other on fire, or WWE is going to announce this on social media. And if that does happen, I will protest by shaving my head. All right, okay, so then we had to do this other segment between Bad Bunny and John Morrison and The Miz and Damian Priest. And while I liked it to a certain extent, my word, it went on a long time. Because Damian Priest and Bad Bunny came to the ring, and Damian Priest especially was so upset and he was so sad about what had happened to Bad Bunny's car, he said, let's up the stakes for our WrestleMania match and turn it into a tag team contest. I was like, that doesn't up the stakes. That doesn't make any sense. Surely you should have challenged John Morrison for a fight, but I totally get it. The only reason we announced the singles to begin with is because Damian Priest and John Morrison had injuries. They've clearly got over them. So do whatever the hell you want. A fair play to the bunny as well, because he cut quite an impassioned promo here talking about respect and how much he loved the business and how he doesn't understand what Miz's problem with him is. And also, especially given that English is his first language, I think he deserves a round of applause. They also have no issue with him being on the card. That's just how wrestling works. But do not forget, as Bad Bunny told us here, the reason this started is because the Miz had beaten up Bad Bunny's DJ. And I'm sure Bad Bunny's DJ is a really nice person, but once again, hear these words, I just don't care. Anywho, Miz and Morrison then popped up on the big screen to say that they accept this challenge, and then they drove away in a limo. And I'm sure it will be fine come WrestleMania time, but you could not have this on the show. I don't think I'd be particularly bothered. However, now some good news, because I like to think, and obviously I'll be horrendously wrong because I'm a moron like Braun Strowman, the WWE may have teased something we're going to do after WrestleMania, and damn it, I'm in. Because we were in the back here where Mustafa Ali and Sheamus had a little bit of a conversation, because Ali is about to fight Riddle, and Sheamus hates Riddle, and while they weren't exactly on the same page, they did have a bit of a back and forth. What I want to happen is this. I want Sheamus to win the United States Championship at WrestleMania and his first feud to be against Mustafa Ali. It's never going to happen, but now I've put it out into the universe. I keep everything crossed. Because Riddle was involved, obviously he broke them up by his scooter. He just went, and went flying through. And then Sheamus was going to join commentary to watch this. So yeah, we had Ali versus Riddle, and it was very good. And we didn't mention this last week, but we absolutely have to mention it now. For the second week running, when Riddle does his entrance and he flicks off his flip-flops, all of a sudden a bunch of digital birds come flying towards the camera. And what does this mean? Are we meant to think that there's some birds are living in his feet? Or is this one of his hallucinations, but somehow we can see the hallucination too? 
I mean, nobody ever explains it. Either way, it was Riddle versus Ali, and these two had a great contest. They had some great offense. They had some great defense. The only real problem being that you asked yourself, why the hell isn't Mustafa Ali on the WrestleMania card? Surely Mustafa Ali should be at least one featured match. And also, what the hell happened to Retribution? In terms of the story, they beat up their leader, they left, and then when Raw came around, they went, can you be bothered to go to Raw? They're like, nah, can't be bothered. Let's just sit down and have a bag of Cheetos. Finished with Bro Derek as Riddle also pointed at Sheamus, because of course Riddle was never going to lose this. And now we go into that WrestleMania match. So all of this was actually kind of fine. Even though, once again, it didn't really get you any more excited about what's going to go down in a few days. Quick interview with Drew McIntyre after this. He thinks Baron Corbin is an absolute buffoon, which is why he's going to beat him in the main event. And he wasn't wrong either. But sadly, the way WWE went about this, I thought, was completely incorrect. Because earlier in the night, we had seen Bobby Lashley decimate another human being. So I thought, oh, okay, Drew McIntyre can now do that to Baron Corbin. And then they'll kind of be on the same page again. They're like for like, anything you can do, I can do better. But we went in the exact opposite direction. Because we had a 20 minute match, which was mostly Drew McIntyre getting his ass kicked. He had flurries, of course, but this wasn't your number one contender not messing around. Even if MVP was on commentary going, Drew, you're an absolute moron, I hate you, boo, Drew, boo. And even the story got a bit messed up towards the end. Because after Baron Corbin had hit the deep six and Drew had kicked out, MVP said, it's not about winning Baron, it's about taking him out here, use my crutch, and the king agreed to this, but I was like, wait, no, Baron, for the last week or so, you've been saying that you want this opportunity so you can beat Drew McIntyre and get in the WrestleMania event, but no, he just forgot about that. He tried to hit Drew with the cane. Drew got out of the way. Claymore kick. One, two, three, down. Bobby Lashley then came out to just look at Drew McIntyre, and that's how Raw went off air. And I couldn't help but go, well, it's just not that exciting, is it? Like, it's not making me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum, which is what I want when I watch all of wrestling. And I also had this other sensation where I was like, why is Baron Corbin a random third wheel in this feud when he should be, like Mustafa Ali, having a featured match at WrestleMania? I mean, somehow you could have done Mustafa Ali versus Baron Corbin if you had wanted, but no. So somehow, even though we are days away from the grandest stage of them all, Raw this week was kind of just there. Like it wasn't really, really good, but it wasn't really, really bad. It just did its thing as a couple of people looked to you and gone, hey, you should sign up to Peacock. Please, with the love of everything, would you sign up to Peacock? But that doesn't do much when it comes to WrestleMania, which means overall, we gotta give it a down. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hulu.